Thank you, ladies. It's an honor to be here. My name is Jeff Myers, senior pastor at Roswell Presbyterian Church. And I want you to know that you should appreciate me because I've talked to a lot of congregation members from vengeful murder, um, you know, from uh, bringing Emily here uh, to Westlake Hills. Because there, there are a lot of fans of Emily Wright at Roswell. She's made a huge difference in a lot of people's lives. And so it's a joy to celebrate this huge moment in your ministry. You deserve it. And I'm so uh, happy for y'all and who you're are gaining as your senior pastor. Let us look now at Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Only be strong and courageous, being careful to act in accordance with the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What does it take to get from here to there? A number of years ago, I had the opportunity to take 15 college students on a trip with Habitat for Humanity to build houses in Managua, Nicaragua. For many of these students, it was the first time that they had ever been outside the country. There was one student named John who had a debilitating uh, fear of heights. A bunch of students had to like wrestle him, kicking and screaming to get him even on the airplane to go to Managua. And we were there when we finally got there. We spent the week building houses. It was a wonderful time. But on the last day was the day for rest and relaxation. And so we took a tour through Managua. And as we went through, we hiked to the top of Tiscapa Lagoon, which is an extinct volcano that has a lagoon that runs down the middle of it. And as we hike up to the top of the basin and we're looking in, one of the students asks me, hey, Pastor Jeff, can we go ride the zip line? And I said, yeah, sure in one of my all-time top 10, like, bad judgment decisions. <laughs> and so a few students go up to the launch point while the rest of us wait down below. Some time goes by, and we don't see any action up top. So I look at John, I say, John, would you go up and check on the students, see what's going on? And so he runs up, and another 10 minutes goes by. We don't see anything. And then a young man steps out, and he's, shoving his legs into the harness. 
he's strapping on a helmet, and one of the students that's standing by me goes, holy cow, it's John. In a single moment, John took the first step of facing his fear. And if we are to fully live, all of us must come to the point where we, we look fear in the face. For John, it was that first step, getting ready for the zip line. For Joshua, it was as he stepped in to be the leader of the Israelites following Moses. And for Emily, it comes today to be the senior pastor of Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. We will all face fear. The fear of an unknown future. The fear of new challenges. The fear of problems that we cannot predict. And in the face of fear, the Lord says to us, as he did to Joshua, now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all the people. He says, step up and lead the people. But Joshua is discovering, to quote a uh, famous leadership book, what got you here won't get you there. Being Moses' assistant is a lot different than walking in Moses' shoes. Being the senior pastor of Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church is going to be a lot different than being an associate pastor in Roswell, Georgia. If what got you here won't get you there, what will get you from here to there? And the Lord says, in the face of fear, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. In management and organizational theory, there's a, a theory called the Peter Principle. And it goes that people are promoted in an organization to their level of incompetence. This means, you know, you've, we've all worked with people like this. They were great in their last job, but they have no idea, idea what they're doing right now. And this is true in a lot of organizations. But in contrast to the um, Peter principle, I want to offer the Joshua principle. That is, in the face of a fearful promotion, be strong and courageous to become competent. In the face of fear, be strong and courageous. In the face of his fear, John was strong and courageous. The Nicaraguan zip line is several hundred feet above the lagoon. It's a terrifying sight. John hooks onto the line and he launches out. And he's going whizzing along. And suddenly I think to myself, I wonder what OSHA standards are for Nicaraguan zip lines. And I said as much to myself as I did, I said to the line, be strong. And to John, I said, be courageous. Be courageous. We don't talk a lot about courage. In the 13th century, the great theologian Thomas Aquinas said that courage is one of the four cardinal moral virtues. It comes on a continuum. Courage is the halfway point between two extreme poles. On one end, you have those who thoughtlessly run into danger. And on the other end, you have those who are paralyzed in fear. And the halfway point, the midway point, is courage. Courage is retaining the ability to act in the face of your fear. In my experience, Emily does not struggle with being paralyzed by fear. She's a woman of action. I can remember... In my first week on the job working with Emily, 
I go into her office, which was next to mine. Emily, can I run an idea by you? The emphasis on idea. And I said, how about if we invite some professors to come speak on Wednesday nights for three weeks on certain topics, and then on the fourth week we can have a, a summary night. She says, okay. I said, I'm glad we had that talk, and so I move on. The next week, I, as senior pastors are known to do, I've forgotten what we had talked about, and so I walk into her office, and I say, remember that conversation we had last week? What was the idea about Wednesday nights? She said, oh yeah, I've already planned it, it's done, we're ready to go. I said, Emily, I, I thought we were brainstorming. And she said, I didn't. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you have got a woman of action. Courage is stepping into the unknown and starting a new ministry. It's having the ability to trust yourself and your sense of God's call on your life. Courage is retaining the ability to act in the face of your fear. This is why Winston Churchill said, virtue. Courage is the virtue that guarantees all others. Courage guarantees all others. It allows us to act. We don't talk much about courage these days. I had a friend of mine whose daughter was in the West Bank in Israel uh, ministering to Palestinian refugees. And I asked him, I said, have you seen your, or heard from your daughter at all? And he says, not, not really, but I think she's doing fine. I said, how are you doing? He said, you know, I've been thinking a lot. I've been praying for her safety, and I'm wondering if I should start praying for her to have courage. Emily, I'm going to be praying for you. And I'll pray for you to have safety, but I'm going to be praying for you to have courage. That courage and the ability to act in the face of fear. But for... But even if your courageous fear can get in the way, as John is zipping along on the line, fear takes hold. How do I know this? Because he grabs onto the zip line with both hands. And he's halfway across the lagoon, and he comes to a screeching halt. Several hundred feet in the air, he's dangling there, stuck, unable to move. And if you weren't scared before, son, you're scared now. The Lord... As Joshua steps in, in the place of Moses, Lord says the same thing he had said to Moses. He says, be strong and courageous. And each time he says this, the Lord says it three times, he gives a reason. In the first instance, he says, be strong and courageous because you are not alone. In the face of fear, we're going to need help. John's dangling on his zip line several hundred feet above the lagoon. And I'm not really sure what we're all going to do about this. And suddenly I see this little Nicaraguan man shimmying his way all the way out to the middle of the zip line. Pushes John, more like kicks John, and he keeps going. It was amazing. We need help in reaching our goals. If we want to get from here to there, we can't do it alone. We need to be able to act in the face of an unknown future. Emily, you're going you're to wrestle with uncertainty. Wrestle with fear. We're here today to put the courage into encouragement. Encouragement. We're here to help you have courage as you lead, as you serve. There's a lot of people claiming to be leaders these days. You can claim to be a leader, but if you look behind you and there's no one there, you're just out for a walk. Remember, ministry is not a one-on-one -on -one game. It's a team sport. 
takes a group. And any, any group that's going to serve together is going to need a, a game plan. They're going to have to have a strategy to get to their goal. And in the second of his be strong and courageous commands, the Lord tells Joshua that in order to lead the people, they're going to need to follow God's game plan laid out in Scripture. As John continued on the zip line, he finally got the hang of it. He figured out how to use his hands and use his feet to not go too fast, but also not to go too slow. He began to demonstrate what the public intellectual Cornell West calls synoptic vision. See, most of us have myopic vision. We can see one thing. But synoptic vision is the ability to see the parts and see how they make a bigger whole. See, that's what it takes to be a leader, to, to see the whole picture, to see how the little parts fit together. We need to see how the, the little steps culminate in the long journey. We need help with the game plan. Emily knows how to keep a game plan in mind. There's a famous story for where I come from. That several years ago, she led a mission trip to Guatemala. And they had decided, she and a bunch of the students, that they would go challenge the Guatemalan students to a game of volleyball. <laughs> and now you may not know this, but Emily is in the Hall of Fame at the University of Houston for volleyball. She is maybe one of the most competitive people I've ever met. And as they're driving over in their bus to play the Guatemalans, she gets the students together and says, hey, y'all. We're going to take it easy. We're here to build friendships. We want to be kind, so we're not going to play too hard. <laughs> and so they get out, and they begin to play volleyball. Well, these little Guatemalans are better at volleyball than they expected. And so the Americans go down in the first few sets, and Emily is angry. And so she calls the team over. She goes, team, get over here. And everybody gets over there. She says, enough, Mr. Nice Guy. Let's cream them. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to change the game plan. <laughs> Emily, continue to keep God's game plan in mind. This is one of your central vocations. I'm sure Joshua felt fear, but he had to continue to go with God's plan. To help, them, to help them live in the light of God's plan, to have courage. In other words, I'd like you to be like Drake and all, always keep us thinking of God's plan. Drake is like the most famous rapper in America. <laughs> Rap music is a form of American... <laughs> I've shared the story of John... Not just because I think it makes a good metaphor for how to confront our fears. But not too long ago, I called up John. He had recently come back to be the uh, college pastor of the Presbyterian ministry there at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. I said, John, how about let's go get coffee? And so we got coffee. And as we concluded our conversation, I wanted to ask him a question. I said, John, do you remember the Nicaraguan zip line? Because I've been telling this story, and I don't know if I've done the classic pastor thing that I've built it up into a great sermon anecdote, but it didn't really happen as I remember it. And John said, Jeff, that Nicaraguan zipline changed my life. It taught me how to confront my fear. It taught me how to have courage when I was scared. It taught me how to act and how to trust God. If it weren't for that zipline ride, I don't think I would be in ministry. 
We gain courage for the future as we reflect on God's faithful presence in the past. The third time, the Lord commands Joshua to be strong and courageous. God promises to go with him wherever he goes. He says, just as I was with your leader Moses, now I go with you. Just as he was strong and courageous, now you also can be strong and courageous because I go with you. Emily, you've crossed many zip lines in your ministry and experienced God's faithfulness. You've stepped in to take the reins of leadership when your mentor and pastor, Lane Alderman, died. You've led a session through controversial discussions and still maintain the unity of Christ. You've launched new initiatives when the naysayers said it wasn't possible. And now you've answered the call to come to Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. You've crossed the chasm of fear before. Now God calls you to step forward again. Be strong and courageous. Remember, you are not alone. Be strong and courageous. Keep God's plan in mind. And be strong and courageous to trust that God's faithfulness in the past will see you through to the future. Be strong and courageous, and that will see you from here to there. Amen.